One can only perform at maximum potential when in optimal health. Optimal health can easily be obtained and maintained. Dr. Mike Van Thielen, whose mission is to help those who really want to regain their health and live longer. Dr. Mike has written many books in the field of health, wellness, productivity, and biohacking that all cover important topics that I know we're all interested in on this podcast. Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast, where we bridge the gap between theory and practice with strategies, tools, and ideas we can all use immediately applied to the most current brain research to heighten productivity in our schools, sports environments, and modern workplaces. I'm Andrea Samadhi and launched this podcast to share how important an understanding of our brain is for our everyday life and results. My vision is to bring the experts to you and share their research, books, ideas, and resources to help you to implement their proven strategies, whether you're a teacher in the classroom or in the corporate environment. As a podcast host, I do come across many people in different areas of the world, but to stay focused, I do stick to a certain theme each season, or I'd be all over the place with researching guests and questions. For this season, we're focused on brain health as it relates to learning, and I'm looking to show how important it is that we understand our brain for our results and productivity. When I came across Dr. Mike's work, I didn't even read all his credentials. I saw two things that caught my eye. He was the assistant coach and therapist for the Belgian Olympic swim team for the Olympic Games in Atlanta in 1996. Dr. Mike himself is a current world record holder in swimming. He also holds 28 U.S. national titles and two YMCA national records. He's a proud member of the exclusive WSA, which is the World Sports Alumni, holds a PhD in holistic nutrition, and is also the founder of the Health Freedom Movement. He's a sought-after speaker who's often shared the stages with celebrities who I've had the chance to meet during my time in the speaking industry. People like Les Brown, Brian Tracy, and Darren Hardy, the owner of Success Magazine. He's also an entrepreneur with vast business experience and a proven track record of establishing and developing successful business operations. Dr. Mike owns several anti-aging clinics in Central and Northeastern Florida and was the CEO of an innovative stem cell clinic treating top athletes, including NFL players and heavyweight boxing champions. Along with a successful career, he's managed to be a philanthropist by raising enough money through many charity events to help those who need it the most. While I speak often about my time in the motivational speaking industry on this podcast, I haven't mentioned that I spent many of my high school years teaching swimming lessons to pay for my university and teaching degree, and I would watch these two Belgium swim coaches. They'd come in every Saturday morning at the crack of dawn, and they'd run the most incredible swim practices that I've ever seen. They had these kids zipping up and down the lanes, and I always wondered what was their secret for success. 
Like the ideas I'm gathering here now on this podcast years later, I would watch these two coaches and I would wonder what were they doing differently from the others. When I saw Dr. Mike is from Belgium, I wondered where his passion to succeed began. Let's meet Dr. Mike Thielen, where we'll narrow down on some questions for him based on all his experience and books he's published and with his upcoming book, The Keys to Your Success, and see what secrets he'll share with us on the importance of our health, our brain, and how to break through to those new levels of achievement. Welcome, Dr. Mike Thielen. It's incredible to meet you after I was blown away by all your credentials while researching your work. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure being here. Awesome. Well, Dr. Mike, I like to open the podcast interviews usually with a question that ties all your work together. And it was kind of hard for you because you've got you've done so much. I'm like, how do I put a ribbon on all of this? <laughs> You know, and we're focused mostly on using our brain to optimize results in schools, sports, and the modern workplaces. So I want to kind of focus on those areas. But, um, you know, you've clearly set yourself apart from others with everything that you've done. When did you notice you were doing things differently to reach those higher levels that you've reached with sports and business? And who taught you how to behave in this way? <laughs> well, I've always been very competitive when I was in elementary school. I grew up in Belgium. It's a different school system, but still I was about eight years old. And just like here, we do all kinds of sports in school, right? So I was on the soccer team, basketball team. I was the fastest runner. But uh, a friend of mine was part of the uh, local swim team. And so he beat me in swimming. And uh, I guess I must have been a sore loser, but my solution was I'm going to join the swim team too. And that's where I found my passion for swimming. So I still jokingly uh, tell people it's really my worst sport. Uh, but the competition or the part of competing and winning was always there. Um, and um, I grew up uh, with a single mom who did her best to provide for me and my brother, went to the University of Brussels, did physical education because it was all about sports, and then I did physical therapy. And after that, I basically decided, uh, let's save some money. I saved $400, packed my backpack, put jeans on, and came to live the American dream. The problem was I didn't have any mentors or guides uh, or guidance, and so obviously, needless to say, uh, I got knocked down many times. And so my motto quickly became, uh, I never lose, I win or I learn. And so that has really kept me going until, you know, the last decade, I really figured out that in order to reach your highest potential, you really need to surround yourself with not only like-minded people, but people that have been there before you, people that fill in your weaknesses and are strong where you are weak. And so you need to surround yourself with a team of experts in order to uh, reach your highest potential. And so both in health and in business, I had to learn a lot. And I'm at a stage now, I believe, that I can be that mentor for people, the mentor that I didn't have, uh, to, to have them or to help them regain control of their health and actually even become superhuman because I'm um, uh, uh, what they call a biohacking boss or expert. Uh, but also from a business or even, you know, personal life point of view, uh, I help people find their purpose in life because most of us still not figured out what our purpose is and we are sidetracked by what other people want us to do or what society has 
you know, lined up for us. So that's usually the first thing is is really finding out what people special on, what the, what superpowers that they want because they've gotten away from those, and then make a plan and a strategy, and uh, surround yourself with a team of experts, and then just be relentless and making sure you accomplish those goals and dreams. So right now I'm doing a lot of speaking, not just podcasts, but also. Uh, you know, on stages again after the pandemic. And uh, I love it to be back on the stages. And uh, from there, I just help as many people as, as I can in my mentorship programs. Yeah, I loved it. I loved everything you said there. And I wrote down in my notes, failure is not an option with you. And I just mm-hmm. love that. Where did that come from? Well, you know, again, it's it's just like I got knocked down so many times, especially in small business. I never had any business background. So I started small businesses, sometimes, of course, underfunded. Many times people steal from you. And then once you're successful in America, people sue you because they want a part of the pie. So every time there was a lesson, you know, but I never was down. I said, okay, it's my fault, right? I'll, I'm, I'll let this happen. So what can I do next time? And I took the little money I have and started something new. So I just kept on building and building and learning and learning. Um, And so I think a lot of the uh, mindset of not losing comes obviously from swimming. It's part of my personality. You know, if I if I do something, I want to win. I want to be the best. Um, So it's not that I commit often, but if I commit, you're going to have a tough competitor next to you. That's all. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love that. And, uh, you know, moving into health, because most of us see the importance of putting health first, especially after the pandemic. Can you share what is your secret for how to think faster, move quicker, become laser focused and be a top athlete? What are you doing for that? Well, there's many things. Of course, we talk about, uh, you know, diet and lifestyle, nutrition, supplementation, biohacking. But when it comes to the mindset and focus, right, uh, you really got to get your you got to get into the zone. And a lot of people have experienced that once or twice, but usually by accident, like, oh, I was in the zone. I don't know what happened, but I was in the zone. But uh, top business people, top athletes, uh, they know how to get in the zone on demand each and every time and bring their A game. And so there's many tips and strategies that you need to implement to, you know, eliminate, eliminate distractions because you can't be in the zone if there's distractions, number one. And number two, there are some uh, nootropics uh, which are basically brain um, uh, natural substances that upgrade your brain. Uh, not just upgrade your brain, but the, the one I recommend is the one I take and I suggest to many top athletes too, is a, a natural substance that basically balances and optimizes your five intelligence hormones, which are dopamine, serotonin, acetylcholine, epinephrine, and norepinephrine. And when those five hormones are optimal, but also in balance, that's when we're in the zone, right? Now, the problem today Uh, in our fast-paced, technology-driven society with all the social media is that we are, most of us are in a dopamine overload. What that means, dopamine is our reward hormone. So when our brain squirts a little bit of dopamine, it feels good because it's like getting a pet on the back, right? Yeah. So we we search for that dopamine, and many times we that's why we drink energy drinks or coffee or you know eat sugar or something with sugar. But now with social media, it's just an extra dimension because where we're on social media and somebody likes our post or likes our comment or hearts our Instagram picture, it's also a dopamine squirt. And that's why we get addicted being on there because it makes us feel good, right? And so now we're in a dopamine overload. What does what that means is that those hormones are now out of balance because there's too much dopamine. And so that results in brain fog, uh, lack of focus, 
easily distracted, not getting your homework done, not getting your project done, being unproductive, basically. And it's your vicious cycle because those people then reach out for more coffee or more energy drinks or more social media, and they can get out of that. So the key here is to balance those hormones. And there's many tips and strategies that will be in my upcoming book, hopefully still by December the 31st or January the 1st, which is coming up quickly. But that book is called The Key to Your Success, where I explain how to maximize productivity, focus, uh, free up valuable time and live stress-free. So there's many tips and strategies. But besides that, uh, there's this one topic that uh, is called Focus Plus, uh, which is all natural. It has four ingredients, biocitrate, L-tyrosine, phenylalanine, and phosphatidyl are neuroagents that get you in the zone in about 30 minutes because the biocitrate is able to cross the blood-brain barrier. Most supplements take weeks and weeks to build up in your system to then possibly have an effect. So this works very fast, lasts about six hours, optimizes and balances the hormones. So most of the time brings that dopamine down a little bit to make that happen. So you're actually in the zone and it lasts for about six hours. So a lot of top athletes, uh, business professionals alike are, you know, taking this tool to help them getting some work done and not being distracted. I wouldn't suggest listeners to just rely on supplements or a nootropic, but also, you know, be aware that you're in dopamine overload and then obviously limit your social media, limit your sugary drinks and eliminate distractions when you want to get something done, like uh, designate a certain area in your house or in your office, tell people the next two hours you don't want to be disturbed, put your phone on airplane mode, put it in another room, uh, implement a technique, for example, this is just an example out of many, the Pomodoro technique is a technique that some some people like where it's like 20 minutes you're going to focus you're not going to be distracted your phone is off your social media is not on and after 20 minutes your timer goes off and the next five minutes you take a break but only five minutes not four minutes 59 seconds not five or one five minutes and you go back to work 20 minutes and you can repeat that cycle four or five times so there's many things that we can do once we're conscious about uh, our being lack in the zone and our lack of focus, lack of productivity. There's things that we can simply implement, but at the same time, this uh, focus plus uh, could uh, help you getting there and get you in the zone. So for the listeners that want to try it, uh, I believe there's free samples at the following website, trysmartpill.com. So at trysmartpill.com, you can get a free sample and see if it works for you. No, I love it. Any tip that you can give, because obviously you've done a lot here and you're talking a million miles a minute. You're keeping me engaged here. There's only <laughs> one other speaker I've ever known that talks as fast as you. So this is, uh, I'm, I've got my work cut out for me here, but you know. <laughs> Should I slow down? No, no, okay. please don't. I like this. I like the challenge of your, of keeping up with you here. But so, so let's go to your, um, world record in swimming because i'm always looking at people that can hit those high levels of achievement and you must have had some sort of quantum leap or you had uh your results leapt they went from average to something to get to that level or an explosive jump and i'm a fan of price pritchett's book you squared if someone's looking to get to those higher levels like be the best that they can be world record holder or do something that they've never done before an explosive jump in their life, what would you tell them? 
Well, there's a few steps, right? So first of all, most of us don't know their purpose in life still. I mentioned it in the beginning a little bit. So if you're not passionate about it, you're never going to be the top. You never. You're never going to be the best if you're not passionate about what it is, whether that's swimming, whether that's, you know, delivering a killer presentation, whether that's crushing everybody else's sales goals, whether it is, it doesn't matter what it is, right? But um you know, on a previous podcast last week, there were uh, 30 high school students, uh, in, you know, at the studio. And that was actually pretty good because we're talking about the purpose of life. And, you know, usually it's our parents. If if your dad is a lawyer, they want you to go to law school. If your mom's a doctor, they want you to go to med school. If they're none, if, if they're none of those, then they probably want you to go to school to get uh to get into a profession that pays the bills and so we are pushed in one direction another direction teachers mentors parents etc uh and then there's society that says you got to go to school then you got to go to college then you got to work for somebody till you're 65 and then there's the golden years which basically they don't exist because that's when we're in health, you know, after after all the stress of working for somebody. So so what people really need to do first whether you're a high school student or are you're 50 it doesn't matter are you really living your passion? Are you really living the purpose of your life? And if you don't, then you really got to sit down and figure that out. Because if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're never going to achieve those heights. Uh, you know, that's step number one. And I can help you figuring out what that purpose in life is or passion is. There's many exercises that reveals really what you should be doing in life. So I can help you with that. But once you figure that out, it sets the states, obviously. So then we got to work on a plan and a strategy, you know, incremental steps to get there. And uh, once we have a plan and a strategy, then we got to surround ourselves with uh, people that we need, a team of experts, you know, because now we know what we want. We have a plan. So now the next question is, who do we need? Right. And then we put that team together. And once we have that, we just got to be relentless. It's like the 110 meters hurdles. They know where the finish line is. Finish line is there's 10 hurdles. They're not going to go like, oh. You know, there's an obstacle. I'm done. It's not meant to be. I'm giving up. No, they're attacking those hurdles. The reason they attack it because they know the finish is there and they want to win, right? So we need to have that plan and strategy. We need to have the end in mind and then we can easily attack those obstacles. And so I would be the coach, you know, guiding you in the right direction and making sure you reach that finish line first. Uh, so so those are the ingredients that we really need to be the best. You can do it by yourself. Got to make sure you're passionate about it. And then you got to surround yourself with a team of experts. So when it came to swimming and me exceeding uh, those expectations, is I put my team of experts together also. You know, I made sure I had the best uh, trainer in the gym to maximize my, you know, strength workouts. I had a swim coach that knew about master swimming. I had a mentor that helped me mentally with visualization and manifesting. I had a functional medicine doctor that monitored my uh, hormones and my nutrients to get those at optimal level, especially testosterone. Um, what else? I, I didn't need a nutritionist because I had a PhD in nutrition myself, but I looked at other biohacking experts to see you know, what they had to that may or which strategies they had to maybe in that could help improve my performance. So from that perspective, I included L-carnosine in my, you know, list of supplements daily because L-carnosine helps remove lactic acid from the muscles. I also incorporated PEMF devices, which is pulse electromagnetic frequ uh, frequencies to help recover better in between 
workouts. And so the list goes on. So I couldn't do it by myself, but I had a passion. I had a plan and a strategy. I surrounded myself with the right people. And instead of swimming, swimming, swimming every day, like every other competitor would do, I was trying to actively reverse my biological age and biologically be stronger than them as a human being. And that's what biohacking is about. It's objectively reversing your biological age. And that's possible today because science fiction really has become science fact. And it's available to all of us, but most people don't realize that we can take advantage of that today. Oh, there's so much there. So I got to I got to just ask this because you talked about all the things that you're doing. But I heard this thing that Michael Phelps did. He did this thing where he visualized failure in the pool. So he mm. visualized like how would he overcome if he missed his turn? Did you ever yeah. do anything creative like that or you're always visualizing where you're going? Did you ever, what yeah. happens when you mess up? I heard that from uh Michael Phelps, right? Yeah. Um No, most visualization is visualization or manifesting only really works not if you just believe it or keep repeating it but if you also feel it that you won already you need to really feel it and there can be no doubt in your mind because if 90% of the time you say yeah I'm gonna win I'm gonna win but then there's this little doubt then the universe has two options winning or losing but if you have no doubt in your mind that you're going to win. And I'm not talking just about sports. If you're going to ace that test, if you're going to crush your sales goals, if you're going to kill that presentation, whatever it may be, if there's any doubt, the universe has two options, win or lose, fail or, you know, or come true. But if there's no doubt in your mind, and this takes practice, the universe only has one option, and which is, you know, a big win. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it because that goes to belief. And without belief, you don't have it. So, so I wrote down these two words just the other day. It was focus and it was discipline is something that I wanted to look deeper into. And then I came across you. I had no idea how disciplined and focused you were going to be. But what do you do to improve your focus? You know, we've talked about the supplements you take and, you know, how do you get more done in less time? Well, you know, there's, again, that's why everybody's got to get the new book. So it can be another bestseller, but it will be well worth it. Um, So there's many things, right? We just talked about the purpose of life. And so if you don't have purpose, we do all kinds of projects and things and putting out fires and we never get around anything. And that's why, in my opinion, a lot of people have the anxiety and the depression because we are purposeless. We're just moving around and everything gets thrown at us and there's no purpose in life. But once you find your purpose, there's no need to be anxious or depressed. We need to take control of our life, right? Because control of our agenda, our calendar and our life and knowing where we're going Control creates clarity and clarity reduces or omits stress. There's no need for fear or worry or uncertainty or jealousy of other people that do accomplish something. If you are clear, if you're in control in your life, it creates clarity, clarity, no stress, no anxiety, no depression, right? So so how do we get there? Once you have your purpose, you're not going to accept any project, no matter how, money, money, how much money it takes or no matter who asks, that doesn't fit your own dreams. Because we do many jobs and many projects and say yes to things 
that we really that really doesn't serve our purpose in life, right? So that will create up that will free up a lot of time. Uh, number one, uh, number two. Again, it's all about all those distractions, right? Um, so how long are you on social media? What are you doing? How much of the time are you producing? So there's many tips and strategies that we can look at. Um, you know, to save time. Another thing is there's a, a very easy way to calculate what you are worth on an hourly basis, right? Uh, no time to get into that, but you will come up with a dollar amount. Let's say it's like I'm worth $300 per hour. So why are you filing your own charge? Why are you responding to emails? Why are you doing administrative work? You can get an administrative worker for 10 bucks per hour and you are wasting time and you're worth $300 per hour. So yes, I mean, what is, and, and now today we don't have to actually hire somebody. There's virtual assistants and there's AI platforms, right? So, and I can keep them going and going and going, but once you're focused and you know what you want, all the distractions need to go and you need to free up a lot of valuable time so you can get to where you need to be much, much faster. And if you have a mentor like myself, I can kind of show you where the pitfalls are and making sure we can get things done in a much quicker time and keep you accountable for everything that we have to have done on a weekly basis. Yeah, there's no doubt when you bring the clarity in, right? That I think that's the key. Once you're clear, you wake up, there's no, well, what am I doing today? It's No, exactly. Yeah. No stress, no depression, no fear, no worry, because you know what you're doing. Control. You need to get control over your life. In order to do that, you got to find out what your purpose is. And then what about discipline for you? Where does that come from? Maybe that's a little bit inherent because, I mean, it's, it's again, it comes back to purpose of life. If you really want something really bad, Who's going to stop you, right? But most people don't know what they want so really bad or they change their, you know, their idea of what they want on a daily basis. Today, they want to be this and then next week, it's something else. That means they didn't figure it out. You know, nothing wrong with that, but their priority should be figuring it out. And, um, you know, there's a few things you can do. Actually, this is part of my book and I kind of, of course, we're all a product of our experiences, but I kind of put something together to figure out your purpose in life. Do you want me to share it? Yeah, I love it. All right. <laughs> so it's it's a three-part um, exercise. Number one, if you had to do a TEDx talk today, you know, what would be the three or five topics that you would talk about? And people just take their time and write them down. Three or five topics. If you had a TEDx talk live today, which you know millions of people are going to watch, what would it be? So that's exercise, third part, first part of the exercise. Second part is totally different. Is you got to close your eyes and you got to imagine you're on top of a mountain, right? And you're standing there and you're on top of the mountain. And suddenly there's a few people that are approaching and they're sitting at the base and they're looking up at you. And a few moments later, there's 8 billion people sitting around at the base of the top of the mountain and they're looking at you and it's quiet. They're just waiting for you. And now you have 10 minutes to talk or to give one message only. What is that message that you're going to give them in 10 minutes? 8 billion people. That's everybody, right? So, so then part number three is you're going to see whatever that message on the mountain was. Was that on your TEDx talks? And often it's not. Because the TEDx talks comes more from the brain. In other words, in the brain, it says like, I got these credentials. I got many credentials in health. So let's talk about health or biohacking, right? That would be me. Um, and so those topics are based on your experiences and your credentials, but they're also often ex um, based on 
if I talk about that, I can make more money. So it's all about self-serving too. You know, how is this going to benefit me? So those 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 topics you wrote down, um, you know, for the TEDx talks, uh, they usually don't align with the mountain because now you got 8 billion people, one message. So that message usually comes more from the heart. And so that's usually different, but that's, that's your purpose in life, the mountaintop message. Even if at this moment in time, you would have no idea on how to do this or how to deliver that message or how to help those people doing it, that doesn't matter because that will come. You first got to know what do you want? Who do you want to be? And then the rest will fall in place, right? So, so that exercise helps a lot of people with actually figuring out what their purpose is in life. And once you feel that, because that's what you got to do if you have those TEDx topics and then the mountain top, uh, you know, topic is the question is which one gives you fire in your stomach and feels you, you know, makes you feel powerful and excited. And that's obviously your passion. And so, you know, for all of people, it's going to be a drastic change because that job most likely doesn't fit their passion, right? The projects they're doing and they still got to pay their bills, but that's why we need to free up time so they can start working on it and quickly replace the income with from their passion with their job and quit their job. And But now they are passionate and excited. And when you're passionate and excited, usually persistence is not a big deal because you realize there's going to be hurdles but you're just going to attack them because you know what's behind them and what you want to accomplish. And so I think that's still the culprit here in, in anything and less disease, less stress, less worry, less, less mental illnesses, being passionate, being relentless. It's all about that basic one thing. What's your purpose in life? Oh, I can see you on the stage with those leaders that, that uh, <laughs> you you've talked about. Um, I work six years in the motivational speaking industry. I was sales for Bob Proctor and what caught my eye with you was that you shared the stage with Les Brown, Brian Tracy, Darren Hardy, all those guys. And this industry really changed my thinking back in the day. You know, um, if, if you think about what what got you to think in your passion and start doing the things that you're passionate about. Can you share a story of a time that you learned where your thinking changed when you were on stage, you know, perhaps changing other people's thinking. Have you learned something yourself while you're doing this? Oh yeah. I learn constantly and I seek it out too. Right. I, I, I surround myself with people that are ahead of me even, wow. you know, so I can see where they go. So, so now I'm seeking out mentors and I'm trying to surround myself with people like that, but you know, a specific example, I mean, there's probably many, but the first example in my life, um, I was probably 21, 22 years old and a, uh, uh, a coach of the NATO swim team, the NATO swim team in Brussels asked me, uh, to help him coach as an assistant and go on a training camp with him. And while we were on a training camp, he basically set me down and he was the first person that says, look, you got all these books on swimming and they say this, this, and this, and this, do you believe it's true? And I said, well, I mean, they're the experts. He says, well, they're the experts, but you know, you need to start thinking for yourself. You need to start being critical, or, you know, exercise critical thinking. So he explained a few principles uh, in swimming that kind of said, oh, my God, that makes sense. That is right. So from that moment on, and I thanked him many times, is I don't accept anything, you know, not on TV, not written in a book. Uh, if it's written in a book, doesn't mean it's true. Or what teachers or mentors say. You listen 
and then you evaluate and 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 you know think about it critically and that's something that's also missing today right in the world is critical thinking because most research and science becomes propaganda uh public schools are indoctrinated and our kids are getting just one side of the story uh you know they got to write an essay on the benefits of gmo you know they don't have they don't have the choice to say to get another opinion so so critical thinking uh is something that luckily I got told to do something like that in my early 20s and that certainly helped me and and uh, made me become the person I I am because I obviously challenge many things and I provoke many things just because of because of the critical thinking yeah Oh I like that example that's good what what about uh, you talked a little bit about dopamine um, on our last interview we really dove deep into the neurotransmitters of our brain and how we need to understand how our brain works so we can be successful at our jobs you know we're whatever industry we're in what are some healthy ways that we can because you talked about you know we're going to get a hit of dopamine from social media we don't want to do it that way i've only so far found exercise to be the best way that I can increase dopamine. What else is there that I'm missing? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few other things, obviously, but uh, again, uh, make sure you're not in the dopamine overload because then you don't need this advice, right? You gotta you gotta make sure you don't have enough dopamine. But if you if you if you are on a healthy diet and you don't drink energy drinks and coffee and sugary things and you limit your social media, then you probably need to increase your dopamine to get into the zone. So that's that's you know that's what I can share. If if that's you, then you obviously can upgrade. You know, a, a balanced diet will promote a dopamine. So if that I mean adequate amount of protein, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, you know, amino acids, those types of things. So you got to have a balanced diet. Uh, lifestyle factors, obviously, you got to have enough sleep, you got to have enough movement. Those types of very basic things that we all know um, to be essential for good health are also promoters of dopamine, believe it or not. Um, when we talk about nutrients, uh, that promotes our, our precursors to dopamine. We'll have to talk about enough iron, mm. niacin, folate, vitamin, uh, vitamin B6. So those would be your key nutrients to make sure uh, we can produce enough dopamine. When it comes to supplements or other nutrients that would help would be magnesium, uh, vitamin D, curcumin, uh, what else? Uh, green tea extracts and uh, oregano extract. So those will be kind of, you know, the top things of my head that would help with dopamine production. Got it. That's helpful. Thank you. Yeah. So, so moving into, um, we've we've probably all seen that movie Limitless, right? Where you yeah. take a pill and and it improves your mental focus and performance. And so after you've been working three decades with the best optimal health practices, anti-aging, biohacking, you know, it seems like you've done it all here. What would you suggest that we all know about preventative health? Uh, yeah, preventative health. What we really need to know uh, on a basic level is that as long as we are breathing and we're alive, our body strives for perfect health because it's one of the laws of human life. It's the law of self-preservation. Okay. Your body will do whatever it takes to stay alive. So we need to understand that drugs don't cure, surgeries don't cure, therapies don't cure, even healthy food or high quality supplements don't cure. Nothing cures, only the body can heal itself. But it's up to us to put the body in the correct or in the right conditions 
so that it can heal itself. And in order to do that, we really don't even have to be health freaks because people are asking me, oh, Mike, you must be a health freak. No, people see me eat a taco on Tuesday or eat a piece of pizza or have a beer on, on Saturday. Uh, so you don't have to be a health freak. And the, the only way I can really create an aha moment for your listeners is to explain health on a cellular level. We have approximately 75 trillion cells. Now, that number is incomprehensive to us. It's more than the stars in the entire galaxy. But each and every one of those 75 trillion cells performs a few million chemical reactions per second. So if you want to know how many chemical reactions there occur in your body at any given second, you simply have to multiply 75 trillion with a few million. So next time, Andrea, somebody asks you if you're busy, you simply say yes, extremely, right? Now, each and every one of those cells has 100,000 receptors on its outer membrane. And the messenger within the cell, the RNA, constantly tells those receptors what it is that the cell needs to repair, replenish, and renew itself. For example, it's going to say, hey, guys, I need vitamin C. So those receptors stick out their neck in the extracellular environment looking for vitamin C. But what if due to our standard American diet, SAD, that vitamin C is not available, then our cell is forced to settle for less potent, incompatible nutrients. It's like having an original paper and making a copy and then making copies of copies after a few times we can't read it anymore, right? It's the same with cell replication. When we get incompatible, less potent nutrients, we're going to create degeneration, which is disease, and mutation, which is cancer. And that's why we have all diseases and cancer. But it also shows this example that we don't have to be a health freak because as long as you give your body all the essential nutrients it needs on a daily basis, it's okay to have that slice of pizza and that uh, bottle of beer once in a while. Yeah, oh, my husband's going to be happy to hear that because <laughs> as long as I said, right? <laughs> yeah, I only eat pizza at Christmas. <laughs> and uh, anyway. I, I could relax a little bit about my health protocols because I, I see a bit of research and then I changed my life and my husband's like, who'd you learn that from? So where do stem cells that you cover in your book, Stem Cells 101, come in and how can people use the understanding of stem cells to help with chronic pain or healing injuries? I was the CEO of a stem cell company from 2015 till COVID started. Wow. And so um, that was a very interesting period uh, because I was more the face and I was the one who had to do all the talking in the seminars. So I learned a lot about stem cells. And uh, even today, they are very effective in replacing and repairing uh, any type of tissue in the body, especially orthopedic conditions or neuropathies. And obviously, the, um, the potential of stem cells is enormous because scientists even agree that stem cells are the future of medicine. And that's biohacking, right? Because if we can if we can really repair on a cellular level or repair and renew organs, I mean, we can continuously, you know, to make our organs and ourselves younger, which is biohacking, right? And we already have successfully done that, even myself. So when I was preparing for that world record, I started in 2016. In 2017, I uh, went to the U.S. Nationals uh, in Minneapolis and uh, I swam four times and I won four times, but I was only in the first two days. After my last race, the 50 butterfly, I pushed myself up uh, on the edge of the pool to get out of the pool. And I heard something in my shoulders that wasn't right, but I didn't think anything of it. The next morning, 
I couldn't lift my uh, arms above horizontal, so I couldn't compete that day. I went home and I had two full thickness rotator cuff tears on the left and the right, which normally means surgery. But I was the CEO of a stem cell company who said, hey, guys, I need stem cells in here. Within three months, those stem cells not only repaired my shoulder, but they also re-engineered it. What that means is, is it just doesn't repair things, but it made them younger because it replaced my 46-year-old cells you know, with new cells. So now instead of having a 46-year-old shoulder at that time, I had a 35-year-old shoulder, right? Because it re-engineers it, it renews it. So it's more, it's stronger, it's more resilient and it's new. So stem cells don't just repair, they also renew and re-engineer. And so we did about a thousand patients. We did uh, many NFL players, heavyweight champion boxers, uh, because we had the best protocol around. And so I was very excited until COVID came, then we were uh, non-essential. <laughs> Uh, I know because yeah wow well uh, if you were to look at all the books you've written they all caught my eye but could you just give an outline of where because as an author I know what's in my head as I'm writing my books how did you write what's the progression of what you're interested in how did you write them all well, yeah, the first one, the Health for Life one was published in 2014. That's that's the one that we call a user manual. Those have all the basics of health in it, not just diet. It's about movement and about light and uh, all kinds of other things. So those are many basic principles that if you want to start somewhere, that's probably the best book. Um to get started with it's also the biggest book there's a lot of information in there but the last chapter i believe it's chapter 16 is just a checkoff list and everybody goes at their own pace and implements something at their own time uh, until they get healthier and healthier but some people have told me that but just doing one thing it, it could change your life already so that's that one and then the other books are basically written as you know as people started asking me the same questions over and over again. I said, okay, this is a topic that people are interested in. Of course, weight loss is always one, uh, but I have a totally different view on weight loss than anybody else out there. So I said I had to write about it. Then uh, my latest book, EMR, Electromagnetic Radiation, I was actually writing another book uh, called Protein Paradox, which I didn't publish yet. I didn't write yet because that's what the one I started. But then uh, I, I heard more and more about electromagnetic radiation. G5 was a topic, right? Or 5G, better. 5G became a topic. And I didn't know enough about it to have a discussion with it. So I went to research more and more. And I was basically uh, pretty surprised on how damaging uh, this invisible, silent thing that we can't uh, taste or smell or feel is. And so I said, wow, this is this is urgent. I need to share this with everybody. So I stopped one book and started the other book. So sometimes it's about timing and urgency. The immune book, of course, um, you know, as people probably will imagine, I'm not pro-vaccine. I'm not pro, uh, you know, pharmaceutical drugs. So when the whole pandemic started and uh, we had to close our stem cell clinic, I wasn't the happiest guy on the planet. And then obviously uh, people are talking about vaccines. So I felt the need to write a book on the immune system and how it works and how an opt how a strong immune system easily will fend off any virus or bacteria in the world. And so, you know, hopefully I helped some people at that point uh, making a decision not to get a vaccine and just get healthier instead. Love it. And you've got a new book coming out that... Uh is due coming up before the end of the year? Well, I hope, yeah, that uh, end of the year, January the 1st, it, it would be available to the public. It's almost done uh, writing, but obviously then we have to 
you know, have it have some endorsements and this and that. So it takes a little bit of time. But yeah, this book is a little bit different. It's the first one. It's not straightforward health. Uh, it's about, you know, the purpose of life we talked about today. It's about uh, being more productive. It's more about focus. It's about people that have uh, ADHD, anxiety, depression, what they can do, because what they're doing now is just taking medication that doesn't help and make things worse, right? Um, and freeing up valuable time. We talked about that a little bit today and live stress-free. There's no need for stress if you can control your life. It can create clarity if you know your purpose of life. So it's all about all those things. And I'll probably you know, uh, have a, a fair portion is about biohacking because no matter what we decide to do in life, we cannot be our best, not just in sports, but even in business. Uh, we cannot be our best if we're not in optimal health, you know? Right. I mean. Yep. And, and I know you've talked about it, but I fully believe that much of my results is mental. And it begins from the more, the minute that I wake up in the morning to when I go to bed, you know, just what am I focused yeah. on? What's my thinking? What percentage of winning do you think in sports is mental? And is it different? Is there a formula that you'd say is different for different sports? No, there's no formula for different sports. And most top coaches would say when they get that same question, 50 to 90%. Uh, science shows it's actually 100% uh, because every physical uh, activities preceded by a mental focus or, uh, you know, drive and those types of things. But let's say it's between 90 and 100%. And it's true because if you think about these examples, let's think about the NBA or the NFL. Those athletes are all in an amazing physical shape. They have physical capabilities. They're obviously talented or they wouldn't be performing at that level, right? So one day... They say, you know, player XYZ was off today. It wasn't his day. He missed every shot. He was a little bit late to the ball, whatever it may be. And then the next day, you know, he 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 breaks a scoring record, right? So what's the difference between day one and day two? There's no difference in, in strength. There's no difference in physical skills or capabilities. There's no difference in talent. The difference was in here, right? He was distracted. Why? What happened? Well, maybe it was a, in a fight with his girlfriend or maybe something happened at home. Maybe he got in a car accident. Whatever it is, he was distracted. He was not in the zone. And so that's always the difference between winning and losing. It's between the ears, right? Uh, if you have a golf player, for example, and uh, he misses a simple putt, usually that miss carries over the next few plays. Same with a wide receiver in the NFL. If if they tumble a ball or, or don't catch the ball, it carries over a few plays. But not when you're in the zone. And a good example is Michael Jordan. He was always in the zone. When you're in the zone, that miss does not carry over because when you're in the zone, you only have the end in mind, which is the win. Okay? And that doesn't carry over. Another advantage of being in a zone is that you, there are no distractions. It doesn't matter who's yelling. It doesn't matter how many people are booing you before that free throw. It does not matter. You're in the zone. And so you anticipate much faster too because you're not distracted. So you're just a little bit faster to that ball. You're just a little bit better focused. And that makes the difference between winning and losing, not just in sports, but in business, in sales, in closing the deal, in everything like that. So, so I would say, yeah, it's 90 to 100%. And so you can be in the best shape of your life, but if you're not ready here or if you're distracted or you don't know how to get into the zone, you most likely are not going to win because somebody else there is in the zone. And so besides the nootropics that we talked about, there's many strategies, um, general strategies that you can implement that will work for you. And if you need customized strategies, just contact me, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, is there anything that is important that I've missed that that you think 
goes right in line with your work that I haven't asked you about? Uh, I guess we talked about biohacking, right? Um, there's different levels of biohacking. There's different modalities. There's different compounds, you know. And and so for somebody that is not in the field 24-7, you can't really figure out what is it that I need to do to reverse my biological age. So, you know, so we can guide you there. We we have those three levels. Number one, we make sure you regain control of your health and are normal, then we optimize your health and then we reverse your biological age. We can measure that uh, objectively, telomere length testing, genetic testing, those types of things. So this is not just a hocus-pocus thing. We can establish a baseline and monitor the progress and see if our techniques and our strategies are helping reversing your biological age. Um, but again, if you are a business person, you know, I've, I talked to business people lately, even very successful people, somebody that I knew personally that I've been out of contact with, I, I texted yesterday and we ended up talking because very successful in business, very rich, uh, biggest house on the beach, a uh, few sports cars, you know, whatever you can imagine. But so he's constantly upgrading his business. He's constantly upgrading his sports cars. He's upgrading his home. And I say, what about upgrading yourself? Because you're not getting any younger, right? Because I've seen people that are 60, 65, 70, still in a uh, you know a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. The problem is they can't get out anymore once they plump into that seat because it's so low to the ground. So I actually literally have seen somebody crawl out, crawl out on their knees, right? So yeah. these business people, they're obviously successful. They have a drive. They want to be the best because they've proven it in other areas but they don't know about health and biohacking. And so I can be there to upgrade their life because I believe today science fiction has become science fact. And I truly believe that 100 can be the new 30. So at age 100, chronologically, we should be able to do the things that we can do at age 30. We could go snowboarding, we could go hiking, we could travel, and we can do all those things if we start biohacking our brain, our body, and our human life. Well, you said a lot of things that made me think because I can run up a mountain before I go do my work, but then I get out of the car and my legs don't work the same way. It's like, you know, you jump out, you expect, well, I just ran up a mountain and something happens to my legs and I'm thinking, gosh, it looks like I'm crippled as I'm walking into a store or something. So it just really made me think that it doesn't matter what level we're at, we could always improve so that we're always strong throughout our day. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter what age, as long as we're alive, your body's gonna try to uh, get in perfect health. And uh, aging is not linear. Everybody thinks aging is linear. Aging is exponential. Um, you know, I mean, between the years twenty and thirty, there's not much difference. We usually can do the same things, even better when we're thirty. We got better skill. Thirty, forty, a little bit more difference. But when between sixty and seventy, things start falling apart and things go downhill quickly. Seventy, eighty, even faster. So aging is exponential. So if you want to counteract aging, we also got to biohack exponentially, and that's what most people don't understand. So the sooner you start, the better. Number one, and number two, you know, <clears throat> our cells replace themselves and renew. You know, all of them, some of them do it on a daily basis. Others take three months, but pure physically speaking, we are a completely new being every few months. So obviously knowing that concept, we can totally reverse any disease, any ailments, any pain, and, and give ourselves, going back to the cells, we can give them the right nutrients so they can take out those incompatible parts and replace them with the correct, you know, uh, compounds or parts and uh and start functioning functioning optimally again 
All right, Dr. Mike, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on our podcast. I was so moved to a whole new level when I saw the videos of you on your website and I watched them all. I watched you with your world record. You're a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Because it hit a chord with me because I don't know if you read my backstory of you, but I coach swimming to pay for my school, my teacher training and my university degree. I coach swimming lessons. And so there were these two coaches that would come in beforehand um, from Belgium and they would do something I'd never seen before. So when I saw that you'd hit those high levels with swimming, it made me think back to what those guys were doing. And I just wondered what I would learn from you. You've really taught me a lot, a lot here to think about with, with my own health and wellness, the topics that I'm choosing for the podcast, and you've accomplished so much in your lifetime, personally documenting it with your books, and then your new book coming out, The Keys to Success. So for people who want to reach you for any of your services, is the best place mvtonline.com? Is that your best Yeah, mvtonline.com is my website. Easier to remember is probably biohackingunlimited.com. It's the same website. And right now, actually, I have a special on it. You know, my my schedule's going to be full quickly, but I have a 20-minute free Zoom call for anybody. You can schedule it right there and then. During the Zoom call, we just see what you're, where you're at health-wise, if you're concerned about your health and uh, what your goals are. And then we can initiate a plan and a strategy. And I will make you accountable and be there till you reach your goals. I have different mentorship programs you can check out on the website too. And uh, yeah, my books are there. Uh, my speaking bio is there. And, um, you know, all the things that I do, uh, biohacking wise, uh, are listed there too. So um my app should be live. I, getting an app live is uh, is is quite a task. I thought it would be something simple, but it hasn't been a lot of IT issues. But my app finally should be live uh, next week too, which means is you will get daily information if you just put that app on your phone. Very cool. For people yeah. who will not forget that failure is not an option with you. So I want to thank you That's so right. much for everything you've shared. Uh, you're welcome, Andrea. I'll be glad, I'll be happy to be on again whenever you need me. Sounds good. Lots to cover with you. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Some final thoughts at the end of this episode. There was a lot for me to think about during this episode with Dr. Mike, and it might be because we just covered peak performance with Frederica on our last episode, but I'm always looking for ways we can all move the needle closer towards our goals. If you do want to try his supplement, go to trysmartpill.com and you can put your address in for a free trial. You just need to pay $4.99 for shipping. I'm not an affiliate for this product and just a reminder to always consult your doctor when trying anything new. We're not medical doctors offering advice, but sharing what's working for others. I do plan on trying the supplement myself as writing these episodes each week doesn't seem to be getting easier as I'm getting older. I'm pretty clear on what breaks my focus, so to keep producing episodes that are helpful, meaningful, and useful to you, I'll try anything to give me an edge and hold my focus. If you do want to reach out to Dr. Mike and take him up on his 20-minute Zoom session, you can find that link on the homepage of his website. And if you do go to his website, I highly recommend clicking the more button at the top and go to world record holder. You'll get to know him on a much deeper level. The incredible part of this podcast is that I feel like I'm getting free coaching 
learning these valuable life lessons and information, and then I share it with you wherever you're living in the world. Then it's up to you if you want to dive deeper into the work of the guests that I share here. Next week, we'll be speaking with someone who's known as the most disciplined man in Germany who found our podcast on YouTube, and we've connected as his work and pathway in life closely connects with mine. But the insights he'll share with us on our interview will take all of our thinking to new heights, revealing many of the secrets we both learned over the years that have shaped our lives and careers in different ways. We can now show how these success secrets are backed by science. And with that in mind, have a good weekend, and I'll see you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.